The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's get to our guest, Jack McIntyre, as portfolio manager at Brandywine Global, joining us from Philadelphia. Great to have you with us, Jack. So we have these global tightening expectations on the rise. We were just talking about the RBNZ overwhelmingly expected to hike for a fourth uh, month today, and that would take their total cash rate uh, hikes to 300 basis points over the past 12 months. Is there a risk here, though, what we're seeing with global central banks of, of over-tightening? And, and does that mean that a recession is really the only cure to kind of rein in inflation here? Yeah, Julia, that's the $64 million question because we have to find out, yeah, you know, inflation has come down. It's great to see commodity prices oil, but uh, to get us down meaningfully, uh, you know, you're going to have to see weakness in the labor market, uh, the stickier inflation. And that the question is, right, do we need to see a shift towards recession to get that type of inflation lower. And, and the RBNZ is in the same spot as a lot of central banks. You're, you're tightening into slowing uh, economies right now. So certainly you, you increase the risk uh, of recession. But it's, you know, it's fascinating because when you look at the way risk assets, equities are trading, uh, they are not trading as though they have uh, recession concerns. No, absolutely not. So does that kind of mean that we're sort of at perhaps a bear market pause rather than a sustained rally? We're continuing to see uh, some upside momentum, I guess, in, in this these markets. And we're asking as well, do you see 10% higher next for the S&P 500 or do you go mm-hmm. down again in terms of a bit of a pause? Yeah, I'm still a little bit more cautious uh, right now. I, um, I get it. I understand, you know, um, you know, oil, as I mentioned, oil prices are down, consumer confidence, things have improved. So equity prices have obviously uh, rallied pretty significantly, but I don't think we're out of the woods yet uh, because I do still think that the, uh, again, I'm taking uh, central banks at face value that, hey, breaking the back of inflation is job one, no matter what it takes, whether it takes, uh, you know, pain in the labor market, uh, in the actual economy. So I, I obviously, I, you know, I could be wrong, but uh, I would not mm. be a buyer of equities right at these levels. All right. So you're being a little bit more cautious. We did see that Bank of America investor survey uh, suggests perhaps that investors are stepping back from their recent record pessimism. But what kind of moves the dial next? I mean, we've got the FOMC coming up in September. We've also got Jackson Hole 2 later this month. Yeah, and that's uh, certainly critical. And you obviously have the the minutes uh, tomorrow, although I don't think Mm. uh, we're going to learn a lot. Because right now, I mean, the Fed is is giving us their roadmap and that's you know hit it hard tighten policy aggressively and and then we also next month you have the maximum sort of pain coming from quantitative tightening uh as well so it's really you know raise rates significantly now and then the question is not just you know are they going to be cutting next year but how long are they going to pause uh and i think the message that we're going to hear from the fed is that hey that pause might be longer than what the market expects I wanted to pick up on uh, why you are nervous but underweight the dollar here. 
Yeah, Juliet, this is, uh, and I am nervous because uh, the dollar obviously has been very strong. Um, you know, it's the risk off currency. Obviously, we're in a risk on environment, so the dollar's weakened. But when you take a step back, you know, there's two reasons why I want to underweight the dollar. The first is, you know, the Fed, if oil prices continue to head lower, commodity prices, inflation has peaked, the Fed might not ultimately have to tighten as much as what's getting discounted in the market. Uh, however, the flip side, though, if we're wrong and the Fed tightens and has to tighten more aggressively, the odds of recession increase in the U.S. So, you know, and again, I understand it could be a period where you do get some dollar strength. But hmm. if you look out, um, relative growth differentials are going to be big. And if the U.S. is heading towards a recession, uh, I got to think the U.S. dollar is going to weaken. And then lastly, you've been hearing a lot of pressure from corporate sector about the strength of the dollar. And that typically is associated with a turning point uh, in the yeah. dollar. What about the consumer, though, and what that's telling us about the real economy? I mean, we we're talking about last month, Walmart cutting its profit forecast. Now it's got a bit more of an upbeat tone. Yeah, but I'm still in this camp. Uh, we're going to go through some goods deflation. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of pent up demand uh, from the consumer to buy goods. They've been buying goods for the last two years. Uh, and here, and you know, the, the Walmart news, I mean, remember, you had upper income earners shifting and, and and increasing their purchases at Walmart. We saw that post GFC. So, you know, I'm not sure on the surface that is a net positive for the consumer. All right. We've been watching a big move in the bond market globally this week and none so more than what we've seen in China. And this is very much, I guess, reinforced by that divergence with what you're seeing with Treasuries as well. China is still very much in a slowdown mode and, and more stimulus is perhaps needed. But what does that big spike lower in China 10-year yields tell you? Yeah, it tells me uh, and it confirms what the data has been telling me is that China is struggling. They're, they're, they're slowing down. Uh, seeming precipitously, the credit impulse is going to probably roll over in here. So bigger picture, I view China as sort of being a, a disinflationary impulse for the, the broader global economy. I, I wish I owned Chinese bonds. I didn't and, and don't. But uh, I think as China bonds rally, that's probably going to be a good environment for some of those higher yielding uh, EM bonds, because as China slows down, could be disinflationary. And, you know, if we see lower commodity prices, that's going to put downward pressure on EM inflation because food and energy is a bigger part of their CPI basket. And that actually could be a net positive for EM bonds. Yeah. And you say as well, uh, EM equity is finally attracting inflows. But to quote you as well, not all EM created equally. Which are you sort of favoring amongst emerging markets? Yeah, so uh, where the biggest dislocation is from an inflation standpoint, and that's more in Latin America. I mean, one of the things that I've been impressed with with the, the central banks in Latin America is that they've taken their real, so inflation-adjusted policy rates positive right now. So they've had a big commitment to breaking the back of inflation. Uh, and I think, again, I expect to see continued weakness in commodity prices uh, because of China's slowdown. So that could be kind of a situation where those central banks either go on pause before we see in the developed world or start cutting rates. Jack, just for, finally, let's end on a positive note. I mean, what, what is something that you are seeing that is, you know, a potential upside here? Because there are a lot of concerns, as we've discussed, about inflation, about recession, but anything kind of uh, taking your fancy? Uh, it is just the, the EM assets. I would say that they've lagged for a long time now. Uh, I think the surprise would be that they continue to attract capital 
they've been under invested both from a, a retail and institutional investor standpoint. So I expect them uh, to do well. All right. And Latam, as you mentioned, in particular, thank you so much, Jack. Jack McIntyre, Portfolio Manager at Brandywine Global, on the line from Philadelphia for us here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers and innovators leading the way from design and culture to technology, science and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.